Amen. Good morning, church. Great to see you all here. My name is April Ashburn. I'm the worship pastor here, and I also have the incredible privilege of overseeing our Higher Vision Leadership School Internship. Myself, Pastor Mark, and Pastor Alex, and Brandon Maurizio, we all spend the week with a group of incredible young men and women of God that have answered a call of leadership on their lives. And because we are in a series on leadership, we felt like it would be appropriate for them to come and be able to minister what God is doing in their lives. There's gonna be a lot of creative elements in this service. We hope you enjoy them. They've put a lot of work and effort into this. But most of all, we pray that you are blessed by their testimonies and that you're also inspired to find your calling and what God is calling you to do. Would you give it up for our School of Leadership this morning? I have decided. I have decided to give up what once was for the hope of what will be. I have decided to lay down my own dreams to pick up your plans for me. Because you heard me when I cried out in angst, I have decided to listen when you whisper my name. Because you saw me when I was alone and afraid, I have decided to put all of my hope, all of my faith, and all of my trust in your name. You alone have saved me. You alone have freed me. You've rescued. You've lifted. You've, you've loved, loved me. me. Even into my darkness. I have decided to follow the one who, along with his own hands and feet, nailed to a rugged cross everything that I have done. I have decided to love the one who held nothing back when he decided to give everything that he is for who I might become. God, I have decided to dive into the promise of your will where my dreams and my reality collide. God, I have decided to step out of the ordinary, run into the extraordinary where your promise comes alive. My focus is no longer on myself. My life is no longer my own. So through the strongest of storms, through the wildest of times, when the waves are crashing, when my hope is crashing, through the fear, and the doubt through the emptiness of the drought when my dreams are fading when my faith is decaying through the chaos and the clutter through the distance and the wonder through absolutely anything i call on you my savior my king of kings my lord of lords my prince of peace jesus so what if the storm is strong my redeemer is strong and who cares if the waves are crashing For god has already conquered them because of who you are because of your unchangeable unshakable unstoppable promise because of your unmoving unwavering unfailing love because of your radical available victorious grace because of your present perfect priceless peace because of your destiny changing life shaking and earth shattering power because of who you are god
good morning, everyone. So good to see you this morning. We are so excited to highlight Higher Vision Leadership School. My name is Wayman Ming. I'm the executive pastor here. And, you know, our heart is to give people an opportunity to really explore their ministry calling. And that's what you're seeing today uh, through the midst of the service. You're seeing uh, young adults, interns who are passionate about Christ. And that's what Higher Vision Leadership School is all about. HVLS is really a, a one to two year program for people to explore what God's put in their heart to do, either through the church, in the church, through the church. Uh, some of us today have a calling to give their lives in full-time ministry to children, to youth, uh, outreach, missions, pastoral ministry. And Higher Vision Leadership School is really all about that. Now, Pastor Jared's going to come on in just a few minutes and explain the idea that all of us are called, every one of us, to give the gifts that God has given to us back to Him. But there's some of us today who really feel a calling to give our lives to full-time ministry. And if that is you today, if you're sensing that God is calling you to explore that, then Higher Vision Leadership School is an opportunity for you to do that. For those of you who are wondering, well, you know, is this just for young adults? Actually, it's for people of all ages. In fact, I want to introduce to you uh, Dario Sarmiento, one of our students. Once every month, one week out of the month, we do an intensive. And it's a night class, Monday through Friday night. And it's geared toward uh, people who are working jobs, they're working their careers, but they want to come and learn more about what ministry is. We teach classes like New Testament survey, biblical interpretation, spiritual formation, uh, classes that really engage people in understanding what ministry is about. It's very intense, and Dario is one of those uh, students who is involved in that monthly uh, class. I, I wanted to ask you, Dario, in front of everyone, I'm putting you on the spot here, but why, why did you become a part of HVLS? You know, I felt a calling on my life a long time ago, and I just didn't know how the journey was going to happen. And when I joined or started attending here, um, it happened to be around the same time that the program started. And uh, I felt like God put me here for a reason, and it was to show me my, my path. And this has just a, been such an amazing journey that I've had the wonderful opportunity to learn and really explore new areas of the Bible that I had no idea. It just completely opened up my mind in, in ways I never expected. That's great. And how, how has HVLS really impacted your life since you've been involved in it? Yeah, I, I get the chills every time I get to talk about it. Um, it. It really has just changed my life and how how I'm guided. My journey has changed. Every step forward is different today. Um, the last class was uh, about Christian worldview, and it really changed my, my perspective on entertainment and how I see the world and and. and what's appropriate for my life and my children. Um, it's, wow. Um, it's, a, it's an amazing experience to really take a look at life in a different, from a different worldview. That's amazing. And, and you're going to be going to Manaus, Brazil sure am. with me in April, getting your feet wet in ministry and in missions. And we're just proud of you and we're thankful that you're engaged in the program. Thank you for sharing just a few minutes today. Uh, let's give him a hand. 
And the exciting part about the program is we're a teaching site of Messenger College. So every class is fully accredited, uh, receiving three units of credit for each class, moves people toward a ministry degree, a ministry certificate. So we're really excited about the program. The second com component of Higher Vision Leadership School has to do with our young adults. So if you are a college-age student or a young adult, 20-something young adult, we want to encourage you to consider HVLS not just for the weekly classes, one week out of the month, but 24-7. And right here we have our uh, directors of our pathways or our tracks. Um, Pastor April is over our music track, Pastor Alex over our children track, children's track, and Pastor Mark over our youth track. And we're excited also that this fall, it looks like we're going to be adding the pastoral ministry track as well, which will be something exciting for those people who are really interested in, in that area. But these intern directors work with our students 24-7, not just to give them an educational component, but a ministry application component. And we're so grateful. Throughout this service, you're going to see the interns, the young adults being involved in the service. In fact, over the next few minutes, we're going to highlight each ministry track so you can get a better idea of, of what takes place. And, and to those of you who are online, we want to encourage you to check out HVLS as well. You can go to our website, higherVisionChurch.com, and click on uh, the tab, find out more information. We'd love for you to participate and be a part. Right now, I'm going to introduce Pastor Alex, and she's going to come and talk to us about the children's ministry track. Let's give her a hand. Thank you, Pastor Wayman. I am so excited to highlight the children's pathway of our internship program. It has been, it is a brand new program, brand, brand new track for our children's program. And uh, it has been a learning experience and a growing experience for both my interns and me. Uh, the internship program is not for me to just uh, give them grunt work. It's actually for me to minister to them and to help them grow up in, in their um in their abilities and their giftings and their callings. I, I have learned to coach them and teach them and mentor them. They have learned to roll up their sleeves and do some gardening so that they could learn. They have come early and stayed late. The interns have helped me plan and organize. They have been an essential and cru crucial part of uh, children's ministry. And so what I'd like to do is they've put together a wonderful video for you guys to, sh for them to share with you all that they've learned. So if you please could turn your attention to the screens for my interns, Daisy and Kayla. Thank you.
I will be faced with any choices in my life. Who will I turn to when I'm faced with pain? Will God love me when I'm angry or when I'm scared? Is God generous? Is he kind? Will he show me patience? Will he hear me when I pray? Will I know his peace, his grace? Will I really know that God loves me no matter what? No matter what? Yes. 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 Because we are God's children. 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 Hi, my name is Kayla and I'm a second year children intern. And my name is Daisy and I'm a first year children intern. We would like to share with you what we've learned and our accomplishments in the children's ministry. I have learned so much this year being more involved with the kids at this church. The biggest opportunity I've had is being able to start the new kindergarten class. I've learned so much through this process. I've learned how to be patient when your supplies don't come in, how to work with all different personalities and children with different backgrounds. I've learned about leadership, the administrative side of the ministry, and overall I've learned what an honor it is to have a place in these kids' lives. And most importantly, that kids are never too young to learn about and have a relationship with Jesus. I am currently the coordinator for the HV Kids Ambassador Program. Working with this select group has been one of the most rewarding challenges I've ever encountered. We really don't know the challenges and the struggles kids go through until we take the time to get to know them and to encourage them. One of my students was going through a tough time with her family, and because I took the time to build a relationship with her, she felt comfortable sharing it with me. I watched her grow from being sad and worried about her family to being joyful and having fun. Being a safe place for kids is so important, and it is truly an honor to be a person these kids can look up to. Well, good morning, church. I'm Mark McGaff, and I get the opportunity to be the director of the Youth Pathway. And you know what? Thanks for being uh, with us today. You could have been anywhere else on a Sunday morning, but you decided to come to church. Thank you, everyone watching online as well. Thank you for joining us today. Um, one of the greatest privileges I have in ministry is, um, is not just the venue and the venue young adults, but for me, one of the greatest things to be a part of is this. Um, because so many times in ministry, you, uh, while you're just doing services and being a part of services, you can't see the day-to-day -day change. One of the greatest things I get to witness is where each one of these interns has started and where God is bringing them. The journey is a beautiful thing to be a part of, and uh, it's a great honor. If you're interested at all, we'd love to talk with you after service in the lobby um, about more about the youth pathway. Um, right now, I'm going to introduce uh, Sarah Brown to you, and she's going to share just a little bit more about what God's done in her life through HVOS. Like he said, my name is Sarah. Um, I'm a second year youth intern. Woo! Yes, yes. Cheer. Um, so just a little background. I'm actually from San Diego. Um, I moved here about a year and a half ago now. Um, I got introduced to this program at a summer camp. And originally, when I was going into that summer camp, um, I knew I had a call to ministry. Um, I was doing everything I thought was right to pursue that. Um, I was going to do um, an internship back home, I was going to do college classes, and I, I thought I was good, and I thought I was kind of doing God's will and doing everything right. Um, I was working, I did two jobs my senior year, um, 
and I thought I was on the right track. And then at this camp, I was in altar service and God just told me go. I, and I, I heard it and I knew where he meant. I met some of these interns and at first I thought they were crazy and they were jumping around on stage, jumping five feet in the air on stage. And I just thought they were crazy and I was like, that's them, you guys do you, I'm gonna do me. And then God just shook it all, shook it all. And with only two weeks, I told him yes and I moved here and it's, it's changed my life completely, completely. Um, just in this last year, almost two years now, um, my, my relationship with God has just been solidified. My identity has been solidified in him and he's done so much for me, so much. Just by these two years and soon to be three years, God is setting the course for the rest of my life. And I just, more than anything, I just want to serve him for the rest of my life. And I just want to live in his presence for the rest of my life. There's nothing more that I want than just him. And that's what God's done. Um, he's just been so faithful, so faithful. When you give him a year, you give him a, two years and even three, he's going to bless you abundantly. I guarantee that no matter what you guys choose to do or where you guys are at, God will bless you when you give him just your life, a year, two, three years. It's, it's been so amazing, so amazing. I've gained so much. Um, specifically, just being in the youth, um, I had no idea what to expect when I chose it. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not a worship person. I love kids, but, you know, I was just fresh out of my own youth group, so I just chose that by default, and um, I had no idea that God was going to entrust me with um, juniors and sophomores, and um, I had no idea what to expect, and through my relationships with these girls, being their leader, being their mentor, God, God has filled me and blessed me so much, because the times when I was a teenager, I didn't have someone um, to tell me that I wasn't alone in the situations where I was alone. I didn't have someone tell me that I was good enough, someone tell me that I was worth it. And to be there now, be at that place now, being that for these girls has, has changed my life. Seeing them pursue God and be on fire for God has just filled my heart and I am so honored, so honored that God entrusted me with these girls, entrusted me to um, walk alongside them in this journey that they're, they're at right now. I absolutely love, love the young men and women that are a part of the venue. They're absolutely just, they wow me every Tuesday, every Wednesday night. They just, they amaze me. And I'm so honored to have be here just to, just to serve them. Um, someone I want to introduce to you guys, he happens to be in my small group. He is a wonderful, wonderful young man of God, and he is just an example to his generation. Why don't you guys give it up for Mr. Josh Gilbert? Uh, hi. Well, as Sarah said, my name is Josh Gilbert. Um, many of you have probably asked if I'm Jeff Gilbert's son at some point, and the answer is still yes. So, um, 
I have had the opportunity to get to know many of the interns here at Higher Vision, and I must say that they are a huge inspiration and uh, just a great thing to have in my life. Um, they are a great example of people that really have a passion for the Word, have a passion for God, um, and really are just great leaders for me. Um, I know that they're always there for me. If I have a question, if I need someone to talk to, they're there. Um, they take time out of their day to make sure that I'm taken care of, and they just really have a heart for their students. Um, they're also a great example of Jesus' love. If you're ever hanging out with any of them, they are happy and loving, and it's really pushed me to make sure that in all of my interactions, I'm showing the love of Jesus to those that I talk to and interact with. Um, they also are really great examples of leaders. They are from Bible studies that they lead to small groups. Um, they really show that they trust in God with taking them to where he has a plan for them. Um, they're, I mean, they've set apart a year, two, three years to really pursue God. That's definitely an inspiration to me um, of how to trust in the Lord and really let him take you where he wants to. Um, one of them led a Bible study called Dive where we went through Romans. And uh, one week, that one verse that really stuck out to me was Romans, two, or Romans 6, 22 through 23 which says, but now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So the main thing that really stood out to me in that verse was that once we accept the Lord, he gives us his love freely. We can't do anything. We just can't do anything other than accept him. And he just gives us his love. It's just really changed my heart and my relationship with the Lord. Um, I'm very, very thankful that God called all these interns here to Higher Vision because they have really pushed me to pursue my relationship with the Lord and uh, are just great examples that I'm really glad I get to have in my life. So thank you. I'd like to take a moment to uh, ask you to welcome our worship interns. Our worship interns spend the week taking classes um, about worship, about songwriting and arranging. They take vocal lessons, instrument lessons, leadership classes. Our worship interns learn how to give sermons. Uh, they learn how to preach. Um, we, they, we spend a lot of time just studying the, the, the element of worship and how it fits into our lives, into our culture today. And so I just want to ask them to share a minute about uh, what they've learned about worship. Hi, my name is Kayla Rodriguez. I'm a first year intern. <laughs> um, I worship because I'd rather my heart be without words than my words be without heart. Hi, my name is Max Hilton. I'm a first year worship intern. And worship to me is rejoicing in God no matter what situation you have been placed in. Hi, I'm Camden. Uh, I'm a third year worship intern here. And worship is limitless. It's taking what God's gifted in your life and what he's influenced you with, and it's sacrificing it back to him. And it doesn't mean just music. 
guys, I'm Kelsey. I'm a second year worship intern. And worship to me is an intimate communication with my king. Hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> my name is Tyler Johnson, and I'm a third year worship intern. And um, we're about to play you a song that I wrote in um, one of our songwriting classes. Um, it was just something that God placed in my heart for this season. Um, something that he's placed in my heart for all three of these years. And this is, uh, this is what he gave me. And I hope it speaks to you. Search my heart and search my soul. Lead 
Turn your attentions to the screen from, for a special message from Pastor Jerry. Hello and welcome to Higher Vision. I want to welcome all of our guests. My name is Jared Mang. I'm the lead pastor here. I also want to welcome everybody on our online campus, people all over Los Angeles, around the country, around the world. Thank you for tuning in today and being with us here at Higher Vision Church. I'm gone this weekend. My wife and I, Devet, are actually doing a marriage conference. In fact, let me start with a little marriage humor. Um, you know what marriage is like, right? It's like peanut brittle because it takes a whole lot of sugar to keep two nuts together. All right? <laughs> Listen. Today, I'm excited to talk to you about leadership, and next week, I'll be back, so if your guests come back, I'd love to meet you. I'll be here, but you know what? Today, we've been kind of going with this concept of I lead. In the last few weeks, I've gone through several principles from the book of Nehemiah as a character study of how you and I can stand up and be the leader God has called us to be. In fact, will you stand to your feet? We're going to go to Romans chapter 12. Um, And we're going to read this passage together. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. And I want everyone to quote this with me, if you will, out loud, okay? From the front to the back, everybody, here we go. Let's say it. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. Let's bow our heads and pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now to teach us how to lead. In Jesus' name, can everybody shout amen? Come on, amen. Give somebody a high five as you're being seated. Turn to somebody and say hello. Awesome. All right, you may find your seats. You know, we've been learning about Nehemiah, and here's what's cool is Nehemiah, this character study of leadership, his name in the Hebrew means Yahweh comforts. And you know what? What that tells us is there's nothing more comforting in a home, in a nation, in a business than good godly leadership. And God is calling you and I to stand up. That's what that verse we read a moment ago says. If you've got leadership ability, stand up and lead. And over the last two weeks, we've learned a few things. I lead because I see, I care, I pray, I risk, I plan, and I show. That's the points we've learned over the last few weeks. I want to give you one point today, and I want you to write this down. Because if we're going to lead, I lead because, you ready? Write this down, I answer. I lead because I answer. I want to show you in this story with Nehemiah how that we see Nehemiah answering the call to leadership. If you have a Bible, go with me to Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11. And here's what it says. It says, O Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayer of those of us who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. Put it into his heart to be kind to me. In those days, I was the cup or the king's cupbearer. So he prays a prayer and says, God, be gracious. Give me favor for this job you've given me. I believe this part of the story right here tells us that Nehemiah realized 
that he was being called by God to lead. And I want to tell you something. I believe that good leadership, when they recognize that they've been called by God to lead, their response is, I answer. Good leadership says, if I've been called... Oh, I'm getting a call here. Sorry, excuse me. Um, That's interesting because I just got a call. (laughs) I'm called, and what's our response? I answer. That's what Nehemiah did. Now, here's the thing I want to point out is that what you may not realize is that everybody, those watching, those whether you're online or in the room right now, you've been called by God. Do you realize that everyone's been called by God? I want to show you a verse. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. And let's, let's read what it says. It says this. It says, Therefore, this is Paul the Apostle speaking, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your, what's that word? Calling. So live a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Let me tell you what the word called means in the Greek. This word calling and called, it literally means this. It's an invitation. Have you ever been in a room where maybe you've been across the room and someone kind of calls you over and they're like, hey, hey, Jared, or, you know, you in the third row right here on the left, right? Hey, come up to the stage. No, you don't have to come. But the point I'm making is it's an invitation calling someone forth. That's what the word call means. So Paul says, everybody, you've been called by God. Now live worthy of the calling you've been given. Now, Since we've all been called, then the question is, is what are we called to? If everyone's called to God, what are we called to? Now, let me just stop and say that when we hear that phrase, our first thought is maybe like this weekend, we're talking about the Higher Vision School of Leadership, and we have interns who feel called into full-time ministry. That's their end goal. They feel called to be part of the fivefold gift, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Those callings are there to help equip people to fulfill their calling to do the work of the ministry. But what you may not realize is only 3% of Christians ever go into full-time ministry, vocational ministry. So that type of calling is a very narrow and specific calling. And so many times we miss out on the fact that we've been called. Because maybe our response is, well, I'm not called to be a pastor. I'm not called to be a prophet. Well, listen, let me tell you something. You've been called by God. It may not be full-time ministry like an intern, but let me tell you, you've been called. And let me tell you what you've been called to. I did a little study on being called in the New Testament. And hit, I'm getting called. <laughs> okay, this is getting a little funny. Okay, there we go. I'll call him back. So what's interesting is we've all been called by God. What have we been called to? Well, let me show you. In the New Testament, it tells us in 1 Corinthians that we've all been called to salvation. God's invited and bid you to come forth to experience salvation, eternal life. First Peter tells us we've been called out of darkness into his light. So God's inviting us to step out of darkness and experience the light and truth and love of God. We know also that it tells us in Galatians that we've been called to grace. Anybody thankful for grace? Come on, say amen. We've also, the Bible says, been called in, in Thessalonians to holiness. Did you know that God doesn't just want you to continue in sin, to have to live under grace only, but that we're called to a higher standard to holiness? And he gives you the Holy Spirit to empower you to do that. We've been called to that. I love this one. Colossians tells us we've been called to peace. So you don't have to live in turmoil and and anxious and worried, but you can live a life of peace. God's calling you to that. You can do that. You can experience that because God's called you to it. 
We've also been called in Ephesians to God's glorious hope. So we don't have to live hopeless. We've also been called to share our faith. So as we read through the New Testament, there are things that God has invited or called us to. The question is, are you going to answer? Are you going to live in turmoil or are you going to live in peace? And leadership says, if God calls, I answer. You know, um, when we look at the story of Nehemiah, the context of calling can be seen kind of on another level. Because I want to make it real plain. I want to break it down. What does it mean that I've been called by God? You and I, individually. What does it mean to be called? When we look at Nehemiah, here's basically what it means. Two things. It means that I recognize two things. First, that I have been positioned by God. In other words, Nehemiah knew I'm the cupbearer for the king, but this isn't just a job. This is someplace God has put me on purpose. Can I show you something that's really cool? Acts chapter 17, verse 26. It says this. It says, from one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the time set for them and the exact place where they should live. You see, what that tells us is that where you and I are positioned in life in 2015, in our job, that it's not random, it's not accidental, but we've been put there or positioned there by God. So if you're a coach, you're not just a coach who took a job as a coach, but you've been positioned by God to be a coach. If you're at a mill, working at a mill, you're not just a mill worker, you've been positioned by God. If you're a teacher, you've been positioned by God. If you're a dad or a mom, you've been positioned by God. That's part of understanding the calling and answering God. So the question then is, if I've been positioned, why am I here? Now, maybe you're watching online in Sweden or wherever you might be. I want to ask you to to consider this. As you ask the question, why am I here? What is God saying to you? Well, First of all, you're here because God put you there. But let's go on to the second part of calling. It's found in Romans. Go with me to Romans chapter 12, verse 6 through 8. It says, in his grace, we read a little bit of this earlier. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out as much uh, with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it well. You see, the concept of calling in context with leadership is I answer God's call, and here's why. Because number one, I realized I've been positioned number one, by God, and number two, I've been given gifts by God. So here's the definition for calling. You ready? A calling is God's personal invitation to use your position and gifts to fulfill his unique purpose through you. I want to say that again. A calling is God's personal invitation to use your position and gifts to fulfill his unique purpose through you. You see, what God's wanting to do is connect your career to your calling. When God calls us, it's not just for inside the church to be an usher or a teacher. That's important. We need to serve in the church. But it's to take the gifts we've been given into the place God's positioned us in this world. So if you're a teacher, God wants you to use your gift of teaching. He wants you to use that to advance not only 
the, the classroom, but his kingdom by depositing godly principles in the lives of people. You see, God is calling. He's bidding. He, he keeps trying to get our attention. Nehemiah knew, I'm a wine taster for the king, and here's why. Because God's put me here, and he's gifted me here so that I can make a difference for the world, for God's kingdom. Paul, when he, when he said, you're all, you need to live up to your calling, he said, I, the prisoner of Christ. Even as a prisoner, he realized he was positioned by God. Maybe you're going through a challenge or a trial, and you think that your jail or your prison is God coming and maybe bringing some kind of consequence for a bad decision you made. When maybe God's put you in the prison, just like he did Paul, because he's positioned you to use your gifts to fulfill his unique purpose through you. Wow! God wants to call you. He's called all of us. The question is, are you going to answer the call? And it had been funny that my phone just kept ringing this whole time. Every time I would, I would start talking, my phone would ring. And I would hit the button and not answer the call. You know, it's interesting. There's a story that I want to end with. And it's the story of the Super Bowl. I know. So we got Patri- How many Patriot fans out there were happy? All right. How many Seattle Seahawks fans out there were devastated? Come on. See, okay, why? Here's why. Because a call was made at the end of the game. Now, it may go down in history as it could be the worst call in Super Bowl history. They decided to throw the ball instead of run it in. Now, here's the deal. Russell Wilson could have answered the call or he could have went with the call he already had. And he went with the call he had. And I guarantee you, there are days that he wakes up thinking, I wish I would have listened to my heart and done a different call. And you know what? How sad would it be for you and I to get to heaven and think in our mind, man, I wish I would have listened to the call. I wish I would have responded to the call that was made to me. You see, God is calling you and I to recognize that we're called to lead. And what that means is we realize we've been put where we are, given gifts so that we can use our gifts in the position we are to fulfill God's purpose through us. I'll tell you something, God's calling you. Maybe it's into full-time ministry. Maybe you need to find out about the school of leadership. Maybe he's calling you to serve in the church, but what he's definitely calling you to do is to take the position he's placed you, the gifts he's given you, and to use them to share the love of Christ to make a difference in the world around you. The question is, is the phone going to keep ringing? Are you going to keep hanging up? Or are you going to answer?